Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks. From KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious, a KQED podcast that explores the Bay Area one question at a time. It's a typical day at San Francisco's Dolores Park. You see palm trees swaying in the breeze, kids on the playground, when all of a sudden there is this big commotion above you. In the sky is this swirl of squawking color, a huge flock of parrots. They've got these green bodies and bright red heads. Listener Colleen McClowry sent us this question about the birds. Where did all of the parrots in San Francisco come from? I think they're probably not native to the city, but um, I'm interested to know how they got there. You're right, Colleen. These parrots, called cherry-headed conures, are not native here. As to how they got here, well, let's go with reporter Jessica Placek to Telegraph Hill. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. If you're looking to learn about the parrots, everyone will tell you that you've got to talk to one guy, Mark Bittner. I went to meet him at home. Very often, there'll be a few parrots on that railing. Bittner wrote a book on the Conyers and starred in a documentary, both titled The Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill. There's some birds just came in. The parrots hold a special place in his heart. They gave Bittner direction in life during a time when he was pretty lost. I'd been in the city for a long time, sort of stuck on the streets, and there were some funny steps along the way, but then the parrots came into my life. Mark first noticed the birds in the late 80s. The first time I saw them, I saw four. And it was a pair and two babies. That little family, it grew and grew. But it wasn't just through baby making. Somewhere along that line, there was another release. By 1990, Mark had developed a close relationship with the parrots. He was hand-feeding them, and he noticed something interesting about the large number of new birds. They all had this band in their leg, which indicates they came through quarantine stations. So they were captured in the wild and then imported up here. These little rings were evidence that they'd crossed a border. They weren't native to this soil. But how did they get out? I was always hoping someone would come forward and say, well, here's what happened, but that's never happened. 
So all we're left with are theories. You can find a number of them in that documentary, The Wild Parrots of Telegraph Hill. Here's one of my favorite theories from the film. In the 20s or 30s, a truck that was delivering parrots to uh, pet stores in San Francisco had an accident right here in Dolores and fell over and all these birds, all this beautiful color came up and it was flying into the trees here. If this story is true, it's unlikely that these parrots that escaped in the 20s are going to be the same parrots that Mark first saw in the 80s. Here's another common theory. So there is this lady who went crazy and she burnt down a pet store and then in that process released all the birds and that's how we have the parrots of San Francisco. That sort of happened, but it was an aviary down in Pasadena that caught fire. And according to a local newspaper, the employee was of sound mind. She set the birds free, hoping to save them from the blaze. Anyway, those probably aren't the same parrots. After calling a few pet stores, I found a guy who was around when the birds first appeared. My name's Jamie York. I used to own Spectrum Exotic Birds on Fillmore Street. He remembers a release. It wasn't long after he opened his store in 1979, the time and place of our third theory. And a dealer, a bird dealer, um, had picked up some cherry-headed conyers, but he came in just uh, swearing in a rage because he had opened the back of his truck and uh, it seems that the birds had chewed out of their box and they escaped. And that's, in my memory, the beginning of the flock. Here's the problem. When York recently asked the dealer about the incident, the dealer, who York wouldn't name, said he doesn't remember it. Or maybe he doesn't want to be blamed for the wild flock, which now numbers in the hundreds. But even if the dealer did lose the birds, he isn't the only one at fault. Pet owners might be to blame, too. During the 1980s, the exotic pet trade was booming. Birds poured in from around the globe. Our San Francisco Conyers were brought up from South America. The cherry heads were taken from a small territory between Ecuador and Peru. There was also a mitered conure that joined the flock, which originated from a territory between Argentina and Peru. For years, the U.S. was the biggest importer of parrots in the world. In the mid-80s, at least 800,000 parrots had been legally imported. But wild populations dwindled. So in 1992, the U.S. moved to ban the trade of wild exotic birds. I asked York about having wild conures as pets. So what's it like to train them? Oh, yeah. That's, um, you bleed a lot. (laughs) Which makes sense. You're training a creature with a sharp beak and talons. My other question is, are they loud? They got the lungs. So conures might attack you. They might scream really loud. They might annoy your roommates. And they might outlive you. In captivity, conures can live for decades. So that's what we know about how the birds got here. Nowadays, they can be found across the city as far south as Brisbane and Sunnyvale. But are they here to stay? 
While the flock now numbers in the hundreds, the birds are not doing great. I went and talked to John Graziano and Chloe Redden. They run Mikaboo, a parrot rescue organization. There's so much light in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's what sane people call the master bedroom. <laughs> I met them at home in the Berkeley Hills, where the parrots get to enjoy a million-dollar view of the whole Bay Area. By this point, they've taken in over 125 parrots, many of them suffering from a mysterious illness. They acquire this illness. They crash into windows. They also shake and walk kind of crooked. Graziano and Redden want to know what is the cause of it all. One of the things that we would like to do is raise money for a genetic study of this flock, and they could give us a pretty good estimate of how how tight the genetic bottleneck is that started this flock. They hope the study will show if the illness comes from inbreeding or if it's common for birds in their natural habitat. The study may also show if the flock was started by three birds or 30. How much would it cost to do this test? The, the estimate that we heard was about $750,000. Which sounds like a lot of money for a genetic test, but Graziano and Redden really love the birds. Nobody's going to try harder to save them than these two. So it turns out that San Francisco is not the only city with wild parrots. There are flocks in L.A., New York, Chicago, and a couple other cities in America. But one thing does make our birds unique, their language. I'm a parrot and I'm hella bay. Okay, maybe not quite like that, but yeah, the birds do speak their very own Bay Area dialect. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Next week... 16. See you then. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.